emanating from www.michaelnimmons.org. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dice. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. This is Wayne Braddock, 910 AM. Comedian Horace H.B. Sanders. What's up, H.B.? Hey, what's up, Michael? Hey, <laughs> you're a winner, boy. Look at you, right? You're thinking out loud now. Look at I just end with this. No matter where you go, that's where you'll be. <laughs> yes! And you're listening to this. And I'm thinking out loud with my guy, Mike Nimmons. Make sure you check them out every week on Thinking Out Loud Radio. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. Candidate for State Representative, District 9, Donald Stuckey. We want to know what should have been done regarding the Flint water crisis. The people in Flint are still without clean water. Something should have been done by now. My biggest problem is that the people responsible have not really been held accountable for that. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. Water is a human right, and that's the first value that we have to recognize. Water is a human right. And the people in Flint have been suffering for uh, for years now without clean water, and they were lied to by the governor. So, you know, um, so the, the governor should be held, held responsible. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. We're excited that you are 
tuned in tonight, this Tuesday, June the 12th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So happy that you are with us. We are celebrating another Thinking Out Loud radio show milestone accomplishment. We've crossed the 4,000 listener threshold. If you're listening on last week, we told you that we were very close to the 4,000 listener mark. And we did it and crossed it in a big way. With your help, we not only have 4,000 listens, but we almost at, we're almost at 42,000, uh, 4,200, 4,200 listeners. And we did this in just about a week. So thank you guys for getting us to this point. And I can't wait to see what we are looking like when our show is officially one year old in August or what it's going to look like in just a couple of weeks for our 50th show. For those that may be wondering what that what does um, 4000 listens mean? It simply means that our show has been listened to over 4,000 times since August of last year. And I'm excited about that accomplishment. And again, again, I thank you, the Thinking Out Loud radio show listeners, for helping us reach this milestone accomplishment uh, in our young show's history. We truly appreciate you. And for that matter, and for that reason, our 50th show is going to be special for a number of different reasons. One and one and very important reason is why we're calling it our listener appreciation show. This is going to be the show that's dedicated directly to you, the listeners of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So be sure to tune in July the 10th at 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to be live, so you'll be able to call into the show at 646-787-1615. And you'll also be able to see us uh, live on our Facebook fan page at, th- at facebook.com slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. So those two things will be active and live, and uh, we're going to be ha- we're going to have a uh, some giveaways and just having some fun uh, uh, for uh, you, our listeners, on July the tenth. So mark your calendars for July tenth at eight p.m. for our listener appreciation show. We're going to be giving away goods and services donated by some of our radio sponsors. You, the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show listeners, will be able to get in on all of the fun. We'll be giving you more info about some of the giveaways we've planned as we get closer to July the 10th. But in order to be eligible to win, you not only have to be a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show listener, but you have to have liked our Thinking Out Loud Radio Show fan page. Our fan page URL again is facebook.com slash thinking out loud radio show. And we're going to be cross checking our prize winners to make sure they have liked the fan page in order to qualify for the giveaway. So you have not have uh, um, now until July 10th to like our thinking out loud Facebook fan page to qualify for our upcoming giveaways on our 50th 
50th show scheduled for July the 10th at 8 p.m. Do us a favor and be sure to share our fan page on your timeline so that others can find out about our show and become a Thinking Out Loud radio show listener as well. I know you guys probably hear it in my voice, but I'm just a little bit under the weather, but we're going to push through with your prayers and your support. (laughs) We're out here doing it uh, just for you guys. We're getting excited about this platform, and we don't want to miss an opportunity to connect with our listeners of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So I know you're going to be praying for us and helping us get through this 46th uh, edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. In this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be sharing with you an interview we recently had with Dr. Victoria Dooley, who is a medical doctor and media personality. She's also written uh, articles for the Huffington Post and uh, worked as a medical expert uh, for uh, the choice ABC WXYZ TV News. She also displays her passion for health and education in print. We had a great conversation about healthy living, maintaining a good uh, mental, maintaining good mental health, as well as suicide prevention. And I can't wait to share this interview with you. So stay tuned. Don't forget, our thought of the week. We got another great one this week that's, I believe, directly in line uh, with um, uh, talking about suicide and suicide prevention and the power of our words. I guarantee you that this thought of the week is going to bless you. So be sure to listen all the way to the end of the show because we got a powerful thought of the week just for you. Remember to follow all of our social media accounts for the show on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show, and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash thinking out loud radio. Be sure to uh, stop by and like our fan page and share it on your social media networks as well. What you thinking about? 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 What you think about? What you think about? We began this week's edition of What Are You Thinking About segment talking about the suicides of CNN correspondent award-winning chef and world traveler Anthony Bourdain and acclaimed fashion designer Kate Spade. Uh, These two celebrity suicides within just about a week's time is very interesting to say the least because what it tells me is that I said it on and I said this on Instagram um, in my uh, personal Instagram is TOL Radio Show Host MSN. For those that are interested, to following me on Instagram at TOL Radio Show Host MSN. I said this that success does not necessarily equate to happiness. There are a lot of successful people that are still unhappy. 
I saw a very interesting quote uh, somebody posted on Instagram from Robin Williams, uh, who ironically enough committed suicide himself. And um, these are his words, and I quote, I used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up all alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is ending up with people who make you feel all alone. Hmm. And we all know uh, how funny and comical Robin Williams was as a comedian. But to find out later on after he committed suicide that he was a very unhappy person. He battled with depression. And you think that someone like that that specialized in making other people laugh would be a naturally happy and funny person to be around. Not so. Everybody deals with depression. Everybody has bouts with depression at one time or another. And it's okay to talk to a professional about what you're going through. In the church world, the therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists are all looked at as taboo. And that you can give your problems to the Lord and he can work it out. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that is true. You can give your problems to the Lord knowing that he can and he will work it out. But it's also true that God has gifted some men and women with the expertise in dealing with psychological and mental problems and issues as well. And there's nothing wrong in talking to someone who is a professional that can help you get through your bout with depression and anxiety. Let me tell you, suicide is not the answer. Let me say that again. Suicide is not the answer. Suicide is a permanent solution to a very temporary and very treatable problem. Depression and anxiety are treatable issues and mental issues and problems. And you don't want to make a permanent decision that once it's done, you can't go back and hit the reset button. Once you've done it, you can't go back. You can't go back and hit the reset button. It is all over. The Bible says in Revelations 21 and 8, um, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, which also includes self-murderers or suicide, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Suicide is not the answer. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spain as they continue to deal with these tragic losses. We continue our What Are You Thinking About segment with a story that's been circulating around the internet that IHOP uh, is changing its iconic name to IHOB or International House of burgers. This campaign marketing was ingenious because it included a videographic that actually showed what appears to be an official name change for this storied breakfast franchise. But you guys can relax. IHOP is not changing their name at all. They're just adding hamburgers to their breakfast menu. I've posted a link 
to the article from CNBC on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page talking about what is actually going on at IHOP. According to CNBC, IHOP created quite a stir last week when it called when it told Twitter users that it would be changing the last letter of its acronym from P to A B, teasing major changes for the brand. However, the company won't be IHOB for long. On Monday, the company announced that the name change was just a promotion for its new line of burgers. In an effort to rebrand its restaurants and lure in diners after the breakfast rush, IHOB is adding seven new hamburgers to its menu. Everyone knows that IHOP makes world-famous pancakes, so we felt like the best way to convince them that we're serious about our new line of ultimate steak burgers as we are about our pancakes was to change our name to IHOP. Brad Haley, chief marketing officer of IHOP Restaurant, said in a statement. But again, IHOP is not changing their name. The burgers look good, by the way. I might have to stop in and get me one. To read the story and more, just go to our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash thinking out loud radio. And finally, just want to make mention of the Golden State Warriors capturing their third NBA title, beating LeBron and the the LeBronettes or LeBronites, if you want to call them that, or the the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mention it not because I'm a fan of either team. In fact, I'm not a fan of the Cavs or the Warriors, but because of this new Warriors song, the rapper Bizzle, Recently released that is fire Man I love this song right here <laughs> Warriors If anybody knows Bizzle that's listening uh, I know I have some people listening in California Which I believe is where he lives I really want to get him on our show So if you're out there and you know him Please uh, help us make that connection Because I want to get Bizzle on our show I'm a big fan of his Love his music and his message And believe me this song is hot I know you think so as well We are continuing with our discussion of our new book, Vision. I hope you are enjoying our new segment we're talking about. Including, uh, we're calling Inside Vision. I believe this is probably our fifth 
installment of Inside Vision. And Vision, again, is available everywhere books are sold online. Get your copy today. In today's Inside Vision segment, we're looking at Chapter 5, which is called Distracted Vision, and page 105, where we talk about dreams deferred. Um, And uh, we talk about the consequence of unfulfilled dreams and visions. I'm sure you all are familiar uh, with uh, the famous poem, Uh, Penned by noteworthy laureate Langston Hughes, uh, Dreams Deferred. He begins by asking a very poignant question. What happens to dreams deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it just explode? Have you ever thought about the true meaning behind this poem and its implications placed upon those who've allowed their dreams to essentially expire like sour milk? Langston asked us, does our unfulfilled dreams dry up like raisins in the sun or do they fester like a sore and then run? What happens to dreams deferred? We talk in our book in the very same chapter and passage about the richest place in the world, not being Fort Knox or the pyramids or any of the other eight wonders of the world. But the richest place in the world is a cemetery because therein lies the unfulfilled dreams and visions of many who've died and gone on. Who knows the cure for cancer could be buried in a grave. The cure for the common cold could be stored away in a sarcophagus never to be discovered. The next million dollar idea could be encased in a vault never to be realized. Ian Rand, a great American novelist and poet said once regarding the fruits of perseverance and determination. She said, and I quote, throughout centuries, there were men who took first steps down new roads armed with nothing but their vision. Their goals differed, but they all had this in common, that the first step was first. The road knew the vision unborrowed and the response received hatred. The great creators, the thinkers, the artists, the scientists, the inventors, all stood alone against the men of their time. Every great new thought was opposed. Every great new invention was denounced. The first motor was considered foolish. The airplane was considered impossible. The power loom was considered vicious. Anesthesia was considered sinful. But the men of unborrowed vision went ahead. They fought, they suffered, they paid, but they won. Inside, vision, 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 vision,
Again, you can always purchase our brand new book, Vision. It's available online everywhere books are sold. I hope you are enjoying and have enjoyed this new installment of Inside Vision. Well, we're going to take our first break of the night, but when we come back, we're going to be talking with medical doctor and media personality, Dr. Victoria Dooley. Don't you go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Got the munchies? Call Munchie! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchie! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchie! If you want some off-water pizza and wings? Call Munchie! Call 248-476-7272. Located at 345278. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. What's up, fam? It's Pastor Mike Nimmons of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to be empowered, if you want to be inspired, if you want to be motivated, if you want to be uplifted, then you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We have great interviews, great guests, great discussion, and you empowered and inspired all in the same show. That's why you need to tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash thinking out loud radio or check out the podcast on apple podcast google play music tune in and now on iHeartRadio. it's the best alternative to whatever you listening to guaranteed thinking out loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you Missed the show where we talked mental health with clinical psychotherapist Dr. Dwayne Buckingham. And I'm glad you mentioned depression and post-traumatic stress because, yes, you're correct. They are two very common problems that people deal with, but they also seem to be problems that people don't normally take very seriously as well. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. I treat people who actually, not necessarily at a, at a severe level, I treat people at, at all levels, and, and what I hope 
is that most individuals who get help before it becomes severe. Well, the major two criteria that are typically present in someone who's suffering from depression is hopelessness and helplessness. I'm definitely a Christian man, but we have a tendency to go to church and we don't necessarily get professional help. Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash the Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join the vision. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. This is Ty Scott King, and you're locked into the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Don't go anywhere. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Well, everybody, we are back on another VIP edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're so happy to have a new friend of the show on the line with us on tonight. She is a medical doctor, and I just want to read to you a little bit about her before we bring her on. She's a board-certified family medicine physician, and because of her dynamic personality and commanding stage presence, 
She's sought after as an on-air health expert on numerous live radio and TV broadcasts, including ours. For over two years, she was a weekly contributing medical expert on Detroit's ABC WXYZ TV News. She also displays her passion for health, education, and print. Dr. Dooley has published op-eds in the New York Times and is a contributing Huffington Post blogger. I'm excited to welcome new friend of the show, Dr. Victoria Dooley. Welcome to the show, Dr. Dooley. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely, absolutely. We are so glad to have you on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're so happy to have you on the show with us on tonight. And as we normally do with all of our uh, VIP guests, very inspirational spotlight, person spotlights, um, we always start off with this question. Um, what inspired you to go into your chosen profession? It's a great way to kick off the interview. So, uh, Dr. Dooley, what inspired you to go into medicine and become a medical doctor? Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, I really feel like it was my parents who inspired me to become a physician um, because they noticed that at a young age, I took a liking to math and science, which is kind of unusual, some of the subjects that give um, other kids some trouble. So once they noticed that, they encouraged it, and they would make sure that every summer I would have some sort of summer um, enrichment program to go to. Um, So I would spend my summers going to colleges all over the state um, and science programs. And that just, once we got to um, dissections, when we're dissecting animals, I'm like, oh, you know what, I could do this. So um, I do have to credit my parents who noticed my interest in the sciences and encouraged and supported that. Wow. Um, You know, I can remember when I was a student in school uh, that science and math were not my strong suit, unfortunately. But, you know, it's always good to um, uh, run into someone who enjoyed uh, math and the sciences. So uh, tell us, Dr. Dooley, what was it about uh, science that was intriguing and interesting to you? Well, you know, it was experimentation and the problem solving. Um, I like to think of myself as a problem solver. The whole, the whole process and, and, again, learning about health in the human body. My father, actually, um, when he was about 13 years old, he had one of his heart valves replaced, and he was one of the, the first patients in his state to get this new particular type type of heart valve. So he has this long scar going down the midline of his chest. Initially I said, uh, I'm going to be a heart or cardiothoracic surgeon so that if he ever needed that fixed again, that I would be able to do that when I was younger. That's the type of doctor I used to say I wanted to be. But yes, he was at 13 years old. uh, He had to get a heart valve replaced. So we would always see that scar come out in the summer when he was wearing the neck shirt. So I thought that I might have to help my dad, help fix my dad's heart one day. Oh, wow. Um, Are you the kind, well, I know that uh, it definitely takes a special kind of person uh, to be a doctor, not just because of the amount of time 
uh, that it you know uh, it takes educationally uh, in order to uh, get your uh, PhD in medicine. But um, you know, are you the kind of person that like to watch the Surgery Channel and you know uh, watch surgeries and all that blood and guts and whatnot? Do you kind of like watching that kind of stuff? I definitely watched it. I wouldn't say a lot of it. Um, as of right now, I can't watch the um, the sitcom type doctor uh, shows because they're just not realistic and it bothers me. But yes, absolutely. I, I like those um, as a child. And again, because I, I'm big into problem solving, uh, some of my favorite things were to watch were actually the true crime. Um, so I even floated around the idea of going into forensic pathology at one time. Wow, that has definitely got to be interesting, I'm sure. Yes. I remember having a friend in college who uh, would tell us that he enjoyed watching the Surgery Channel. And that was always weird to all of my friends, including myself. Because, first of all, he wasn't um, studying to be a doctor. He was a engineering student I think in civil or or mechanical engineering and he just you know blurted out one time that he enjoyed watching the surgery channel he was a weird guy as it is but that really made him even more weirder to us (laughs) but um I say that to say that we talked a little bit um a while ago about You know, the apprehensiveness that people have, black people in general, have about uh, visiting their physician or going to the hospital, going to the doctor. And uh, we talked about some of the reasons for that. I want you to share with our listeners, um, what do you believe some of the reasons why uh, we as African-Americans are reticent reticent about uh, seeing our uh, physicians on a regular basis? Um, there's numerous factors. The number one being nowadays is, is money, finances. Um, we did with Affordable Care Act get more people insured, but we kind of have been transitioning over the past several years from a nation of uninsured um, to underinsured. So if you're going to give someone insurance that they're paying a monthly premium on, but they're responsible for the first $1,000 to $5,000 deductible, then it's pretty cost prohibitive for the average person to want to go to the doctor. And every year I'm seeing more and more patients, employers switching to these high deductible plans that just put a lot of financial strain on the individuals, which I believe is really not fair. Additionally, as an African-American community, black people as a whole, trust is a big issue um, for several reasons, for CD experiments and a host of other different factors. Um, why trust is an issue, and there are not um, enough black doctors to represent the black population as within other minority groups. Um, And the evidence is very clear that African-American patients um, typically feel better um, being cared for, more trusting of having somebody who looks like them care for them, which makes complete sense. Um, But again, because there is a physician, African-American physician shortage, a physician of color shortage, um, just unfortunately not everybody is going to be fortunate enough to find a black doctor and or just a doctor that they trust. Yes, that is very true, very true. And 
and you um we we can even go a little bit further back than that and uh you know with our young people um you know when you're young you hear youth talking about you know I want to be a doctor when I get older but as they get older you find that that changes and I'm interested to know what are some of the reasons why you feel that those um, aspirations to be a doctor do change for our young people? What are some of the factors that may be involved with that decision or that choice? Right. Well, there's numerous factors. Um, the length of time, it is pretty overwhelming. I, I would not want to go back through the process again if you paid, but it's a very long journey. And again, that um, hundreds of thousands of dollars, the average medical student, a quarter of a million dollar in debt um, to get this mm. education. Um, so it, it's a long road, um, and it's very, very, very expensive. And then, um, unlike me, fortunately, I was um, blessed to have uh, three, at least three or more African-American physicians in my very small town um, to act as sort of mentors and uh, most of them, two of them were female, one was male. So I never felt like I couldn't do it because I saw people like me who were doing it. So the thought that I couldn't do it because I was a female and or black, just never crossed my mind. Um, but not everybody is fortunate enough to, to have those role models. And that's why I really love when the young kids come to my office, especially the young um, little girls of color, um, that they can see somebody who looks like them, who's doing um, a job that if they're interested in doing one day, that they can do too. Um, so the lack of having role models, the length of time it takes, the money, all those are factors. And um, as I said, my parents were my inspiration. Um, they were really diligent in seeking out minority in science enrichment programs for me. Um, not all the programs I went to, but most of the ones I went to were the Something Minority Science Academy, where they would work with my school counselor um, and, 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 you know, ask friends and things to find these programs that were geared towards exposing minority youth to these health professions. And um, I know one big one that I was at um, is not around anymore. At one of the universities here in Michigan, they don't do it minority-based anymore. It's open to anyone. So mm -hmm. then it's just like every other average program out there. I know you are enjoying our interview with medical doctor and media personality, Dr. Victoria Dooley. Uh, I am enjoying uh, our conversation with her on tonight. And uh, Dr. Dooley, um, you as an African-American doctor especially, we want to know from you, uh, what are some of the more prevailing uh, issues health-wise that uh, we as an African-American community uh, might need to be aware of? Oh, there's so many. Um, you have your standards, the high blood pressure, your diabetes, um, your high cholesterol, um, but then depression is a huge issue in everybody. Um, mm. But it's African-American women are of high risk. And the thing about black women when they get depressed, they don't come to the office and say, hey, doc, I think I'm depressed. They, you, a lot of the times they often present with a lot of vague physical symptoms, stomach pain, headache, 
with no obvious medical cause. And because of the stigma surrounding mental illness everywhere, um, but especially in the African-American community, they don't quite connect it. And, and you don't want to be offensive to say, hey, this physical headache or abdominal pain that you're having is all in your, your mind. Of course, you don't come at it with that approach. But evidence is very, very clear that African-American women specifically are more likely to prevent, present um, to their doctor with physical symptoms um, as an underlying cause of depression. Now, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So uh, you've told us about some of the issues that are prevailing um, with uh, African-American women. But what about African-American males? What are some of the health challenges and issues that they are faced with? African-American men, certainly they have all the standards. They can get depressed, but they're not having a high likelihood of depression. Obesity is huge. Obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, even in the men in my family. And this is what happens. The men in my family, they're overweight. They have obesity. They have high blood pressure. They have diabetes, all because of life. I get on them. You need to do better. You need to take your medicine. You need to eat healthier. I, I scold them pretty hard. They listen to me. Some weight off. They get everything under control. They do better. But then they fall back into their bad habits. Um, so the key is to realizing that you need to make lifestyle changes, and whether you're trying to lose weight or get your diabetes under control. You, you can't come to it as, a, as an approach of this is going to be something temporary, uh, like with diets. I don't like to encourage diets uh, or losing mm. weight um, because once you lose something, what eventually happens? Once you lose something, you usually fight it again. So you shouldn't come at it with that approach. You have to come at it with I'm making lifestyle changes and a lot of people when mm -hmm. they see me they don't realize that I've struggled with weight itch issues growing up into my my um, college years um, we kept Kool-Aid with tons of sugar tang all sorts of processed foods in our home and, and that was my parents ignorance about health and nutrition and so I was very overweight child so much so that I couldn't shop at the mall like my friends I couldn't just go to the mall and buy some clothing. I had to get it out of a catalog that had my plus sizes. I'm a healthy weight now. Um, it doesn't come easy for me. I'm not like my sister who can have three kids and eat whatever I want and still be about above 10. I'm not like that. So I have made lifestyle changes. I got rid of soda. I don't do anything, any soda. And it wasn't, I didn't come at it as an approach where, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to diet. Uh, no, I came at it with the mindset of, I'm going to make some changes for my lifestyle so that I'm never going to get to the point again where I can't find whatever I want to find if I go to the mall because they don't carry my size. Um, so with the black men, and it's not only the men in my family, I commonly see them. We get this blood pressure. We get this diabetes and things under control. And then they slack off again because they don't make the lifestyle changes. They say, okay, doc, I'm going to do better. And then they do it, but they fall back into their old habits. And people don't realize there is no such thing as healthy obesity. I'm sorry, it's just not. You are overweight. I have to tell you that in a, in, in a respectable manner. But just being obese increases your risk of all sorts of cancers. People don't understand this. Even if you don't have high blood pressure and diabetes, being obese, you are more likely to get all sorts of cancers, especially for African Americans, because we have worse outcomes in almost 
every cancer out there. You tuned in to the Female Vinyl Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash The Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join The Vision. It's their birthday and need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. The munchies call Munchies. If you worked all day, need a break, call Munchies. Having a party for the big game, call Munchies. If you want some mouthwatering pizza and wings, call Munchies. Call 248-476-7272. Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington. Where you have the munchies call Munchies. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Miss the show, featuring today's TMJ4 news reporter, Lauren Winfrey. Lauren, tell us what advice would you give a young person that may be listening to us on tonight uh, that is interested in going into broadcast journalism? Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. Well, I would tell them that um, if you want to do something, you know, make a plan and, and go after it. There are a lot of naysayers out there. There are a lot of people who will say what you aren't qualified to do, but again, what is for you is for you. And I think that if you really want to do something, don't let uh, anyone deter you from doing that thing. I wouldn't let the opinions of others deter you. You can't let that stop you. 
Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. Endorsed by presiding bishops, pastors, ministers, best-selling authors, and more. Listen to what Dr. Eddie Connor had to say. Vision is a riveting book filled with spiritual keys and pragmatic principles. The insights shared by Michael Nimitz will inspire you to manifest your vision to receive provision. As you read, you will be encouraged to embark on your own vision from within. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. I know you are enjoying this interview with medical doctor and media personality, Dr. Victoria Dooley. Let's get back into this inspiring interview. Wow, wow. I know you are enjoying our interview with Dr. Victoria Dooley. She's been giving us some insights into the medical profession and sharing with us some of the common health challenges and problems uh, that we as an African-American community have been faced with. So, uh, Dr. Dooley, I've, uh, you know, been listening to discussion on dieting versus uh, lifestyle change. And I agree that um, a lifestyle change is probably the best approach. Um, but uh, I have to admit, you know, this is going to be one of my uh, transparent moments and uh, thinking out loud radio show history. Uh, I am not a healthy eater. My wife, uh, on the other hand, is the healthy eater. I can't seem to put the... Uh, the bad stuff down. I love the sweets. I love uh, steaks and meat and pork. I, I just love it. I love food. Uh, but I applaud my wife because she is, um, you know, decided to eliminate meat and uh, pork and salt from her diet. But uh, Dr. Dooley, what advice would you give to someone like me who just can't seem to put the bad stuff down? Right, right. Well, Michael, then you have to decide which one do you love more. Do you love your life more or do you love these things that these things more? Um, you can enjoy salt. You can enjoy sugars in moderation. Moderation is the key. Um, with so much in life, you don't have to be completely restrictive. Alcohol, salt, sugars. Yeah, if you want to get rid of them completely, you can. But if you're somebody who can, who can give yourself some willpower and some control and, and do them in moderation, you'll still be okay. Um, I don't 100% agree with being vegan, mainly, um, especially for menstruating women. Um, they've done studies, read I saw, where they had grown some seeds um, that the government had stored about 30 years ago and some seeds from today, and the vegetables and the plants that we have today because the rising CO2 levels do not have the same nutrition, nutritional content as they did 
two or three decades ago. They have less of the good nutrients and more of the carbs or bad nutrients. So, yes, vegetables are healthy. I'm not saying a vegetable is just as bad as a piece of cake. I'm not saying that. <laughs> because of rising CO2 levels, even the content of nutrients and vegetables is not the same as it used to be um, decades ago. So there are certain things that especially a menstruating female is going to need, iron, um, that you're just not going to get enough of in vegetables. You're just not. So I'm more fond of a a type of pescatarian-type diet or mainly plant-based. You can still get all the health benefits, decrease your risk of heart disease, avoid diabetes, maintain a healthy weight with something called the Mediterranean-style diet or a mainly plant-based diet but still getting some animal sources of some protein and some iron. So you just got to decide which one you want more, Michael. Do you want health or do you want these bad foods? I love sweets. I give myself one day a week where I can indulge in a dessert. The rest of the time, you know, I I can get off the sugar completely, but I'm realistic. That's just not going to happen with me. So instead of I used to do – Snacks like, um, you know, candies, Kit Kats, chocolate candy, chocolate chip cookies for my sugar craving. Now I keep little hard Jolly Rancher candies around, or I love the green blow pop suckers. And so when I get, uh, oh, I just got to have something sweet, I'll suck on that. And that will be like 5, 10, 15, maximum 30 calories. And then, mm-hmm. okay, and that kind of satiates my sugar craving, and then I'm done with it. Whereas opposed in the past, if I had a sugar craving and I start down a couple cookies, that's a lot more calories, and then it's a big spike in my blood sugar and then a big crash, and it becomes a never-ending cycle. So you have to find little ways to cheat, to still indulge in things that aren't the best for you, but not overindulge. Right, right, right. Um, but, but that's key. That's key, that word there overindulge and we as humans uh intend uh have a tendency to overindulge in uh what we do and it uh ultimately translates into you know the things that we eat and you know not eating the right things or eating more of the wrong things uh however you want to look at it but I do agree with you. Uh, a lifestyle change is probably the best approach at it. But I know you are enjoying our interview with Dr. Victoria Dooley. She's just given us some great insights into the medical profession and uh, health. good uh, tips on healthy living. I'm just enjoying uh, our conversation with her on tonight. And again, appreciate her being with us on the show. Uh, Dr. Dooley, um, I want to know from you, have you ever uh, seen this show? I believe it comes on A&E or Lifetime. Uh, I believe it's called uh, My 600-Pound Life. I've seen this show a couple times with my wife. And, um, you know, it's really amazing to me, um, you know, watching... Uh, these individuals uh, who are um, extremely obese and overweight. Um, of course, we like, um, my wife likes to see the transformation at the end. But I really want to know from you is how can someone get themselves to the point where food um, almost becomes an addiction? Yes, that's a good question. Well, being addicted to food is definitely an addiction, and it's unique. 
from other addictions, whereas if you're addicted to crack cocaine, if you're an alcoholic, um, if you're addicted to heroin, you can physically live without those items, without ever needing them again. Even cigarettes, you're addicted to nicotine. You can live and fully function without ever having to need that. The interesting thing about the food addiction is you still have to eat every day. So if it's the food triggers you to want to have more food, there's no way for you to avoid food completely because you have to eat it. Um, so it is tough. But my stance is um, you really need to get with a therapist. I think almost everybody could benefit from therapy at some point in their life. And if you're approaching it um, as a sense of an addiction to get with a Weight Watchers group or a therapist or some type of overeaters anonymous group um, could be really helpful to have somebody uh, to help be accountable, uh, whether it be a Weight, uh, weight Watchers buddy or your spouse. Is going to be helpful, but you know the key thing with this my 600 pound life. All these episodes have one thing in common, and that's there's this enabler on the scene, right? Because once mm-hmm. you get that big that you can't get out of bed, you're not getting up and, and driving to McDonald's yourself. So, but I told my husband, I said, if you get on my 600 pound life, I'm not going to be standing there next to you. <laughs> we never get to that point with me in the house. If he can't get out of the bed and get his own food, I'm not going to bring him unhealthy food. I tell my kids the same thing. My kids have never died of thirst. I do not keep soda in my house. Uh, As I said, growing up, we always had soda. We always had tang. We always had Kool-Aid. We always had a plethora of sugary drinks in the house. I don't buy it. My kids have not died of thirst not one time. We always keep water. They get thirsty. They go get some water because there's no other options. I've been on both sides. Like I said, I've, I've drinking all those sugary beverages and ate what I want, and I was overweight, and I was unhappy. Fortunately, I got it under control when I was young before I started having so many negative health consequences. Um, So I know it's easy to fall into bad habits, easy to get fast food. Fast food restaurants are more likely to be in urban um, and black neighborhoods than my neighborhood where I live. Uh, Sometimes we don't eat fast food, but if I did, it's just a pain to drive over to the side of town where the closest fast food restaurant is at. They don't have them close to my neighborhood. You go to urban neighborhoods, they're on every corner. So I know it's harder to eat healthy for certain communities, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. Absolutely. I know you are enjoying our interview with Dr. Victoria Dooley. I certainly am, and just enjoying uh, listening to her uh, give out medical advice and insights on healthy living. I truly am enjoying her being on the show with us on tonight. So, uh, but I want to shift gears a bit, and uh, in your bio, it talks about uh, you being a on-air personality uh, for ABC, WXYZ TV, and writing op-eds for the New York Times and the Huffington Post. So we want to find out from you, Dr. Dooley, what are some of the things that you talked about and wrote about uh, when you were asked to be a medical expert on uh, WXYZ TV and uh, the New York Times and Huffington Post? Um, In the New York Times, I wrote an op-ed, Are You Really Allergic to Antibiotics? It was one of those things that uh, really grind my gears. Uh, when patients would come in and say uh, they have a their allergy to a host of different antibiotics, and then um, usually it's the medical assistant or someone who's taken that information, and that information ends up in your chart. Um, but as I go further into it, hey, well, what happens? And then it's usually, well, um, I don't remember, or uh, I had a stomach upset, 
Um, so there is a difference between allergies and a side effect. So, yes, side effects might be unpleasant. And maybe they might be so unpleasant that you want to avoid the medication if you can. But when you get something listed in your medical record as a allergy, nobody is ever going to want to give it to you, ever. Even if you change your mind and say, oh, you know what, it really was an allergy after I think about it. It's been documented in your chart just for the risk of lawsuits. They're never going to want to give it to you. So once you have something listed in your chart as allergy, okay, well, what's the big deal? So what if I say something's an allergy and it's not? Well, um, I had a patient when I was a resident, and um, she needed a particular antibiotic because she had one specific type of pneumonia that can only be treated by, like, one or two types of antibiotics. And because she had a sister who had an allergy to an antibiotic, she always said it was her allergy, too. Um, and there's no good evidence that, that uh, medication allergies um, really run in families like that, like some other things. So um, nobody wanted to give her this particular medicine. Um, even though she was in the hospital and if she had an allergic reaction, we had everything we needed to do to reverse it. And so she never got that antibiotic. And ultimately, um, that patient died. Um, mm. And it was just a very sad thing. It always haunts me to this day if she would have gotten that antibiotic that she needed because we really don't know if she was allergic to it just because her sister was. Could she still be alive with her family and loved ones today? I'll never know. Um, but there's also evidence that if you are penicillin, um, they did a study about 90% of people um, who said they were allergic to penicillin usually are not when they do the testing um, because their parents recalled wrong or really was an allergy, was a side effect, or for whatever reason. So once you are penicillin allergic, it makes you more likely to get um, stronger antibiotics, and stronger doesn't always mean better, that are more likely to cause complications. And um, you're actually even more prone to getting superbug infections when you're not able to tolerate penicillin or penicillin-type antibiotics. So that's what I wrote about in the New York Times, because um, like I said, that haunts me to this day. People think it's a mild thing, and for most people it probably will be. You say you're allergic to penicillin, you're really not. Ultimately, you live a long life and be fine. Um, mm. But there are instances where that could not be the case. Um, so I wanted to educate and inform and let people um, be aware of that. Um, I'm also very passionate about minority health and mental health and wellness. Um, again, it's something that's too highly stigmatized. Um, I've had patients who have committed suicide. And it's, it's just awful. Nowadays, if, you, if you're depressed, you come to the doctor, we give you medicines. Um, but most of the medicines, you know, can take a couple of weeks to make you feel better. Um, we really mm. don't have good drugs that can make you feel better right now. Um, mm. So, And sometimes the medicines, you know, when you start the medicines, um, you can be even more suicidal. So it's just, it's just very, very frustrating. I've had two very, very young patients um, die from depression and suicide-related things. Another thing that um, I wanted to touch base on, um, not directly related to your question, but high blood pressure, especially in African-Americans. I've had several African-Americans, there's always African-Americans, come to my office and say that they were told that their blood pressures just can't be controlled, that they just have high blood pressure. Um, almost always these people have been going to um, non-African-American physicians and um if your doctor tells you that your blood pressure is just impossible control, to control or, or you just live at high blood pressure, that is not true. I've not had not one patient whose blood pressure we could not get under control with either further evaluation, adjusting the medication, and I don't know if it's lack of empathy or if some of these um, non 
African-American physicians just say, oh, well, we know that African-Americans are more likely to have high blood pressure and it's just the way it is because of the genetics. I don't know. Uh, but it frustrates me as a physician when I see these people and they really believe whether or not the doctor did, they believe that the doctor told them that that's just the best that they can get their blood pressure. Um, and it may, be, it may be a secondary cause that we need to evaluate or it may be something as simple as adjusting the medications. But do not let a doctor tell you. If your blood pressure is not where it's supposed to be for the white person, do not tell them, oh, it's good. Do not let them tell you it's good for a black person or this is just as good as we can get it. If you're willing to make the lifestyle changes, you're willing to take the medication, you're willing to get the additional workup, and that one patient whose blood pressure we can control. And like I said, I hear that fairly often when people are transferring mm-hmm. their care to me. Uh, their blood pressure, they, they just couldn't get it under any more control than that. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's a Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Miss the Pre-Mother's Day show where we were live and host Michael Nimmons talked about his new book, Vision, and gave away a Mother's Day basket. I'm glad that you've tuned in to another edition, this special Mother's Day edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, we are live. That's right. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. This is a special show, not just for Mother's Day. It is a special show for us uh, because our new book, Vision, is available. There's a war that's going on within our members that keeps us sometimes from realizing our goals and realizing our visions because we are seeing things with the wrong set of eyes. Woo, I just said something there. You can be to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD, family medicine expert here. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, 
Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. You're tuned in to the Three Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. What's up fam, it's Pastor Mike Nimmons of the Thinking Out Loud radio show And if you want to be empowered, if you want to be inspired, if you want to be motivated, if you want to be uplifted Then you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show We have great interviews, great guests, great discussion, and you empowered and inspired all in the same show That's why you need to tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash thinking out loud radio. Or check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. It's the best alternative to whatever you're listening to. Guaranteed. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I hope you have enjoyed our interview with medical doctor and media personality, Dr. Victoria Dooley. Let's hear the conclusion of this inspiring and insightful interview. Wow. I know you are enjoying our interview with uh, Dr. Victoria Dooley. I truly appreciate her being on the show with us on tonight. Uh, just uh, giving us some uh, great advice on healthy living and talking about, um, you know, some of the issues uh, health wise that are prevalent in the African-American community. We all need to know this information, but I want to go back to something that you t- were talking about a little earlier uh, dealing with the subject of depression. And it's so sad to hear individuals that have committed suicide and taken their lives because they were depressed you know i'm a person of faith and when i get depressed i pray that's my solution and i'm able to come out of it but there are those that just seem not to be able to come out of it why is that why are there some individuals that just don't just are not able to come out of that depressed state is it because we've underestimated the impact of what it means to be depressed. Um, absolutely. Well, um, Pastor Michael, <laughs> good point that you brought up about depression and prayer. And as a physician and as a preacher's daughter, um, I will say that in the African American community, especially, um, relies too much solely on uh, prayer or faith. Uh, in times where people are severely depressed and they could use some additional medical intervention. It's just a great stigma. And um, when you are depressed, the, the, the transmitters, the chemicals in your brain, they are off. Um, mm. And there's a host of reasons. Life is tough. Um, there's a host of reasons why people can get depressed. But depression is not the same as sadness. 
sadness is a choice. Whenever you're mm. sad, you can choose at any moment to think about something or just not think about something happy and just, you know what, I'm not going to be sad anymore. Depression is not sad. Sadness is a, one of the symptoms of depression, but they are not one and the same. So when someone is depressed, you should not say to them, well, why are you depressed? You don't have anything to be sad about. Your life is good. That is not the point, Michael. The point is life is so bad and I'm depressed. That may be the situation. They may be sad. Their life may be bad and they may be depressed. But they also may have a pretty good life and be depressed because the neurotransmitters in their brains are off. And then they need some help outside of maybe it's prayer and something else. Um, but I think it's important for churches and pastors to get on board um, with these things and accept and acknowledge that sometimes we need prayer and. Honestly, Michael, is damage is doing damage um, to some of our community um, to, to feel that, oh, you know what, I'm not going to see the doctor. I'm just going to try to pray this away, especially women, all women, but African-American women. When you, ho- when you hold these things in, that you are depressed about, if it's, if it's a specific something triggering it, and you say, I'm going to pray it away, um, it manifests physically. It does every time. I don't wish that on people. It's just a fact of life. Whether it be some type mm. of ache or pain or injury or fall, my most stressed women, and I say women because it's almost always women because we have a lot more hats to fill than men, they, something bad physically always, always, always happens to me. I could tell you based on the level of stress and denial that my patients are in, who's going to have something bad to them? A stroke, a fall and break their neck. Um, these things manifest physically when you hold them in, these emotional things, and you try to pray them away. I had one lady tell me that something very, very devastating happened to her, and she just, prayed for God to take the pain away so she wouldn't think about it. Meantime, her life is spiraling downhill, one thing after another, health problems, job problems, health problems leading to losing the job, and it's just spiraling, cascading. And I just let her know that, you know, I'm not discounting your faith. I'm not discounting the power of prayer, but you need more help than that. Um, if what you are doing, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, it's not working. That's the definition of sanity. We all know that. Um, so I do feel strongly that as an African-American community and the church, we need to take mental illness more seriously, and we need to make it okay for somebody to seek out health care for mental health issues other than prayer. Absolutely, 100%. I totally agree with you. And uh, I know that uh, you have enjoyed our interview with Dr. Victoria Dooley. I have as well. Just getting some valuable tidbits and nuggets about the medical profession as well as insights into some health issues and challenges facing the African-American community and also talking about depression and suicide. And certainly uh, we appreciate Dr. Dooley being on the show with us on tonight. So as we wrap this interview with uh, Dr. Victoria Dooley, I want her 
to uh, share with our listeners how they can keep in touch with her. She is definitely someone I highly recommend you follow on social media. Uh, she's definitely someone I consider to be socially active, and, and we follow each other on Twitter. And uh, I just truly appreciate her insight and her expertise. So please share with us, Dr. Dooley, how our listeners can keep in touch with you. Thank you, Michael. You can find me um, on Twitter at Dr. Dooley MD, and that's just at D as in David, R as in Richard. Dooley is spelled D O O L E Y M D. Um, you can also find me on Instagram there. And my website is www.drdooleymd.com. Well, there you have it, guys. I know you have enjoyed our wonderful conversation with a very inspirational person indeed in Dr. Victoria Dooley. We thank you for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and we wish you nothing but success. We've got to have you back on the show to talk about health and wellness in the black community and what are some things that we can do to keep us on that right path to uh, to health and wellness. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, Pastor. And may God continue to bless you. To Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Miss the show featuring best-selling author, international speaker, professor, and TV host, Dr. Eddie Connor. You know, Dr. Connor, you have uh, written eight books and... Um, more recently, you've just released uh, a new book entitled Woman. I want you to tell our listeners about this new book and uh, what inspired you to write it. Catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. And I know for those who are listening, say, well, what does a man have to do with writing a book about women? But, you know, really, you can't spell the word woman without man anyway. So I define woman. My acronym is wonderfully orchestrating magnanimous achievement naturally. You can be to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Got the munchies? Call Munchie! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Munchie! Having a party for the big game? Call Munchie! If you want some mouth-watering pizza and wings, call Bunchy! Call 248-476-7272 Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington Where you have the munchies, call Bunchies! Enjoyed the show? Leave a comment on the Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page Go to Facebook.com slash Share the episode. Subscribe to the podcast. Facebook about it. Tweet about it. Instagram about it. Make the show a part of your weekly routine. Tuesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.
This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Today's thought of the week is taken from Proverbs 18 and 21, where King Solomon writes, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I love this scripture because it talks about the power that we have within ourselves to speak death or life over ourselves, especially as we talk about suicide and suicide prevention and maintaining good mental health I truly believe people don't understand the power that rests within themselves King Solomon in the scripture is saying we essentially have the power to speak death or life and this power is housed within our own tongue what's even more interesting is that many people recognize the power of the former because they speak negatively and pessimistically about themselves and other people all the time, not realizing the impact and effect it's having on our mentality or psychologically or even, and even spiritually. What's even more important is that when you think one negative thought, there's another one coming right behind it if you don't choose to counteract it with a positive one. Depression and suicide are just two of the end results of constant negative thinking. But this does not have to be our end. This is why both components of time are mentioned, death and life. And you have the power to speak one or the other. The question is, which one will you choose? We have to be very careful what we speak over our children, our family, and our lives. We don't realize the power that we have. That's why the wisest man to ever live admonishes us to use this power wisely. We have to continue to speak life in the midst of death. Speak hope instead of fear. Speak faith instead of failure. Speak positive in the midst of negativity. Your words are more powerful than you can even realize. That's why we have to use them to build one another up instead of tearing each other down. We have to use our words as a positive force for good and not evil. So let today be the day that you turn over a new leaf and you begin to speak those things that are not as though they are. Our words indeed have power. We must realize, as a great man once advised, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, 
they become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. I would like to give special thanks to medical doctor and media personality, Dr. Victoria Dooley. We really and truly appreciate her being on the show with us on tonight. Remember, you can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Dooley MD. That's D-R-D-O-O-L-E-Y-M-D. Or go to her website at drdooleymd.com. That's D-R-D-O-O-L-E-Y-M-D.com. Next week, we have another great show in, in store for you, show 47 to be exact. And we're again just three shows away from our 50th show. Next week, we'll be sharing with you an interview we had with two very inspiring young ladies, a mother and daughter team to be exact. Next week, we'll be talking with Holly and Tamia Jackson. They'll be sharing their testimony of triumph over tragedy. And you definitely don't want to miss this. And thank you again, the listeners of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, for all of your support, listening and tuning in tonight. We truly appreciate it. And we hope you enjoy tonight's show. Well, we will see you same time, same station next week when we're talking with Holly and Tamia Jackson. And as always, remember, if you think it, then you can believe it. If you believe it, then you'll see it. If you see it, then you'll be it. If you be it, then you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our show sponsors. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or TuneIn. Want to book Michael Nimmons for a speaking engagement? book signing or corporate event send an email to contact at michaelnemons.org be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on twitter at tol radio show on instagram at the tol radio show and on our facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise Become a Thinking Out Loud radio show partner. Send an email to thinkingoutloudradioshow at gmail.com. We have some affordable advertising packages just for you. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.